0: Hey, everyone, it's time for another page to screen edition of the Atkin County Public Library podcast, where each month we usually discuss a book that's been turned into a movie or TV series as well as the reception of each. So summer's over and we're ready to kind of get back into the swing of things. I do apologize. Um. Before the podcast even starts because we've got some construction going on beside of us today so hopefully it won't be too loud but if you hear a lot of noise that's what that is so anyways this month we're taking a look at some more books that will be making their silver silver screen debut soon we talked about this um, a few times in the spring but there's just so many books that are coming to the movie theaters and to um, streaming services this year so I thought why not let's talk about that some more The first book we're going to discuss is The Lives of the Mayfair Witches Trilogy by Anne Rice. And I had never even heard of this series until I started working on this podcast. Um, I'd heard of Anne Rice, of course, but not this trilogy. So following the critically acclaimed first season of AMC's Interview with the Vampire, which is on my list of things I want to watch um, because I love the, you know, 90s, maybe with Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise and um, Kirsten Dunst, but I haven't watched this. So I'd be curious to see how it compares. To the book and to the old movie um but so following that they are now going to release um this mayfair witches trilogy so it's the next in her canon that's been adapted for the big screen about the first book in the trilogy the witching hour the library journal writes quote well known for her vampire trilogy rice now turns to witches Here she tells the story of the prominent and wealthy Mayfair family who, for five centuries, has cavorted with a supernatural entity that has brought them both great bounty as well as abject misery. Neurosurgeon Rowan Mayfair inherits the family fortune along with the sinister attentions of this entity. When Rowan saves the life of Michael Curry, their fates become entwined and together they seek to understand and destroy the terrible force that holds her family in its power. Helping them in this dangerous task is occult investigator Aaron Leitner introduced to readers in Rice's The Queen of the Damned. Although a bit long-winded at times, this is still a compelling novel. The author's powerful writing and strong imagery keep the reader enthralled, and that library journal review was written by Patricia Altner, Department of Defense Library from uh, Bowling Air Force Base in Washington, D.C. I haven't personally read any of um, the Anne Rice novels, but she is a favorite author of my husband's, so <laughs> he's, he's been talking about her for years, and I've really been wanting to add some of her books to my to-be-read pile, so maybe I'll start out with this one and then watch the series. Anne Rice's Mayfair Witches stars Alexandria, I'm sorry, Alexandra Daddario, Harry Hamlin, and I think that's the Harry Hamlin from Clash of Titans, so I definitely want to watch it, um, if it has him in it, and Tongayi Cherisi. And it's streaming on AMC Plus now. Now, normally we do some read-alikes um, for these books. So if you've already read them, then you'll kind of have an idea of what to read if you liked it and you want to read something similar. So the list of read-alikes for this book include A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness, which is a really good book. It's a really good series. They've already made that one into a uh, TV series. I forget which streaming service it was on, but now you can actually buy them um, to add to, like, your personal collection. You know, if you or um a library wants to purchase them we can get them added to our collection we have them actually here so we've got uh, i think season one season two and i think season three is either in processing or on the way so anyways we have all those seasons here um if you enjoy supernatural um stories i would highly suggest this one it's pretty good who fears death is the next read like by nettie Acorafor. the witch of painted sorrows by mj rose a Lullaby for Witches by Hester Fox, The Path of Thorns by Angela Slater, What Should Be Wild by Julia Fine, Malice Horse by Megan Shepherd, The Turning by Henry James, and The King of Bones and Ashes by J.D. Horn or Jack Douglas. They have him listed as Jack Douglas as well. So all of these are really likes for um, the Mayfair Witches trilogy and the one we were specifically talking about, The Witching Hour, which is what the first season will kind of follow. So moving on to the next page of screen adaptation, and because I tend to be a series person, what can I say? I don't want a good story to end. This is a book we've talked about before, and it's a series that's become a bit of a cultural phenomenon in the past few years. The Witcher series by Andrzej Sapkowski has become super popular in recent years due to the Netflix series that began in December of 2019. The third season dropped in June, or rather, part one of the third season. Part two is released Uh, was released at the very end of july so i still have to catch up on part two to finish the series the third series out but the bulk of the witcher season three is based on time of contempt which is the second book in the witcher series following blood of elves there are also some elements from blood of elves mixed into this season that didn't get adapted into season two but for the moment we'll just go over time of contempt the library journal sums up the book thusly Quote, as a witcher, Geralt has perfected his physical prowess as well as his sorceress abilities in order to fight the demons and other evil creatures that threaten the land and its people. Now he must protect a young girl named Ciri, a child of prophecy, whose actions can save or destroy the world. When Ciri goes missing, it's up to Geralt to discover who's taken her and to find her before it's too late. Second in the series, after Blood of Elves, A Book of Short Stories, and The Last Wish, Introducing the Witcher, which precedes the main series, Um, So they actually come before, like, the numbered books. These have also been translated into English, thankfully. This latest novel um, by Polish fantasy author Sapkowski presents a fast-paced fantasy world in which sorcerers can bring about both great good and great evil. Verdict readers familiar with the related Witcher role-playing game should enjoy reading adventures then in the role-playing world while sword and sorcery fans can take this title on its own merits. End quote. And that review was given by Jackie Casada. She reviewed it in August of 2013. That's why the information sounds a little dated because there have been other books that have come out since then. Um, but that review was in Library Journal, Volume 138, Issue 14, page 68. The Witcher uh, stars Henry Cavill, Freya Allen, and Eamon Farron. It's now streaming, of course, the third season. Of the first and second seasons are there as well. But I don't even, I don't even want to talk about it, but the third season will sadly be Henry Cavill's last. He is passing the baton, or more accurately, the long blonde wig of Geralt over to Liam Hemsworth. I hope Liam Hemsworth does a great job. I'm sure he will, Um, but I'm pretty sad about uh, Henry Cavill leaving. I know a lot of people are, so we'll see how it goes, but um, as for now, he is just in season one, two, and three, so it'll be interesting to see how season four goes. So if you are into this kind of like fantasy um, genre, which is what all the Witcher books kind of fall into, these are some read-alikes. And I'm not sure if I'm going to say this right, but Jereg, J-H-E-R-E-G by Stephen Brust, A Dance of Cloaks by David Doglish, Fool's Aaron by Robin Hobb, Kagan the Damned by Jonathan Mayberry, the Sword of the South by David Weber, Death's Mistress by Terry Goodkind, Hope and Red by John Scovran, The Coward by Stephen Arion, Theft of Swords by Michael J. Sullivan. All of these are real likes for um, the Time of Contempt in The Witcher series. So the next book that we're going to talk about has already hit the big screen, but talk about the movie adaptation has been all over my social media. I'm sure some of y'all have seen the Barbenheimer post, um, with the Barbie movie and then the Oppenheimer movie, so I'm hoping to maybe go watch it this weekend. I went and seen the Barbie movie over the weekend. I did enjoy it, um, but Oppenheimer uh, is not playing around where I live, so I'm gonna have to go somewhere else to watch it, so hopefully... Good to see you this weekend. But um, anyways, the book that the movie is based on is American Prometheus, The Triumph and Tragedy of J. Robert Oppenheimer by Kai Bird and Martin J. Sherwin. And currently is the number one bestseller for books on Amazon. And of course, it is the inspiration for the recently released movie Oppenheimer. This number one New York Times bestseller and Pulitzer Prize winner is the definitive biography of J. Robert Oppenheimer, one of the iconic figures of the 20th century, a brilliant physicist who led the effort to build the atomic bomb for his country in a time of war, and who later found himself confronting the moral consequences of scientific progress. Publisher Weekly Review reads, Though many recognize Oppenheimer as the father of the atomic bomb, fewer are as familiar with his career before and after Los Alamos. Sherwin Um, has spent 25 years researching every facet of Oppenheimer's life from his childhood on Manhattan's Upper West Side and his pre-war years as a Berkeley physicist to his public humiliation when he he was branded a security risk at the height of anti-communist hysteria in 1954. Teaming up with Byrd, an acclaimed Cold War historian, Sherwin examines the evidence surrounding Oppenheimer's quote, hazy and vague, unquote, connections to the Communist Party in the 1930s, loose interactions consistent with the activities of contemporary progressives. But those politics, in combination with Oppenheimer's abrasive personality, were enough for conservatives, from fellow scientist Edward Teller to FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover, to work at destroying Oppenheimer's post-war reputation and prevent him from swaying public opinion against the development of a hydrogen bomb. Byrd and Sherwin identify Atomic Energy Commission head Louis Strauss as the ringleader of a conspiracy that culminated in a security clearance hearing designed as a, quote, show trial. Strauss's tactics include illegal wiretaps of Oppenheimer's attorney. Those transcripts and other government documents are invaluable in debunking the charges against Oppenheimer. The political drama is enhanced by the close attention to Oppenheimer's personal life, and Byrd and Sherwin do not conceal their occasional frustration with his arrogant stonewalling and panicky blunders, even as they shed light on the psychological roots for those failures, restoring human complexity to a man who has been who had been both elevated and demonized. So um, that review was given on March 7, thousand five, by Publishers Weekly. It's in volume two hundred fifty-two, issue ten, page sixty-three. So, again, here are some readalikes for American Prometheus. They are uh, Robert Oppenheimer by Ray Monk. The General and the Genius by James Cunetka. The Pope of Physics by Gino Segre. J. Robert Oppenheimer by Abraham Pace. Man of the Hour by Janet Conant. Nuclear Forces by S.S. Schweber. Something Incredibly Wonderful Happens by Casey Cole. Planck by Brandon R. Brown. And A Life in Twilight by Mark Wolver- Wolverton. So the last book that we're going to discuss today is a book by beloved mystery author Agatha Christie. Christie's books are no stranger to the silver screen, and they've been adapted numerous times in different ways. Halloween Party by Agatha Christie will be the newest adaptation from the Queen of Mysteries repertoire. Mystery writer Ariadne Oliver chaperones a Halloween party for a group of teenagers, one a talkative last known for telling tall tales. In fact, Ariadne hears... Jo- Joyce Reynolds brags she's witnessed a murder, but when Joyce is found drowned in an apple-bobbing tub, Ariadne wonders if the girl was too close to the truth and too close to a killer. Unmasking the culprit is a job for Hercule Poirot. The newest Christie adapt- adaptation will be another movie helmed by Kenneth Branagh. Branagh is adapting a third Hercule Poirot movie, uh, I'm sorry, novel to follow Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile. Branna will again star as Poirot, who is now retired and must solve a murder after a guest at a seance he attends is killed. The film will also star Kyle Allen, Camille Cotton, Jamie Dornan, Tina Fey, Jude Hill, Kelly Riley, and Michelle Yeoh. It's scheduled to be released on September 15th, 2023, so just in time for um, Halloween and the fall season which I am very ready for. I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I'm over summer. I'm ready. I'm over all the thunderstorms and um, kind of wild weather we've been having. I'm over it. I'm ready for fall. So here are some of the readalikes for Agatha Christie's um, Halloween party. Magpie Murders by Anthony Horowitz. Last Bus to Woodstock by Colin Dexter. Still Life by Louise Penny. The Last Kashmiri Rose by Barbara Cleverly. The Sweetness at the Bottom of the Pie by C. Allen Bradley. Magret and the Tavern by The Seine by Georges Semenin. Portuguese Irregular Verbs by Alexander McCall Smith. The Mamer Zapped and the Return of the Carpet by Michael Pierce. And Hag's Nook by John Dixon Carr. So that's all I have for you today. I didn't have time to discuss every single page of screen adaptation coming to the big screen uh, you know, in 2023 and 2024. So they're going to, 2023 has been a great year for us bookworms, and it looks like that trend is going to continue. We've got a library of stories coming to the screens this year and next year. Um, but one other one that I would personally like to mention as a personal favorite of mine is Good Omens. I absolutely love Neil Gaiman's books, but Good Good Omens is a book I've read and I've reread and I've shared it with my husband and all any friends that are interested or, you know, just would listen. (laughs) Um, it's a great book. The second season of the show has just recently been released, which I was really surprised that they even made a second season considering the the book itself, Good Omens, was written by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Um, I, I don't remember when, but I want to say it was back in the 90s. But anyways, they wrote that book. Terry Pratchett unfortunately passed before they could write a sequel. I think they always planned to, and maybe they had something in the works for the sequel, but they never got to actually bring that plan to fruition because unfortunately he passed. Um, So I had always heard that Neil Gaiman was not going to write another book. Um, He wasn't interested in that because he only wanted to write it if he could write it with his friend Terry. So when Good Omen Season 1 came out and it was such a huge success, um, I guess that maybe changed his mind. So I don't know if they used parts um, of maybe like their plans that he had with Terry to to kind of put season two together i'm not really sure all i know is that i'm happy <laughs> that there's a season two unfortunately there is no book to go along with it um but if you've not read good omens if you've not watched the show i would highly recommend it um if you're if you like witty um kind of sardonic humor then then you would like it um david tennant and michael sheen co-star in the the major role two roles for this movie or for this series um, as a, as Crowley. David Tennant plays Crowley and then um, Michael Sheen plays a Zero film. So one is a demon and one is an angel. So if you enjoy supernatural um, kind of reads, if you enjoy kind of tongue in cheek humor, it's very British. So if you don't enjoy that kind of humor, then you won't like it. Um, but anyways, if those kind of topics are your thing, good versus evil, um, then it's something that I would highly suggest for you. So anyways, on that note, With so many books being adapted for the big screen, I know that there's many that I've missed. If there's one that you're really excited about, just be sure to let us know um, on any of our social media pages. We'd be happy to hear from you there. Um, So that's all I have for you today, but feel free to follow us on social media. And again, let us know in the comments if you've read a book lately that really stuck with you or if you're excited to see something come to the big screen. Whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest, we'd be happy to see you there. If you haven't already, hit that follow button so you can follow this weekly podcast. Each week, Yacken County Library staff will be bringing you more topics, so be sure to check in every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you all next month for the next installment of Page to Screen. Happy Wednesday, everyone!